at me, I know you know me. Holla at me, I know you know me, Malone. Hey, I'm twinkling my fucking toes. You are not allowed to do that. Holla at me, I know you know me. You are not allowed to do that. I know you know me. Why? Listen, because scared, we, no, because me on that motherfucking Tuesday. We no, had whole, a deal. That had all kinds of smoke from Monet Exchange and then turned up with a 30-minute intro and said, welcome to Tamisha Iman Plus. So, yes, I'm about to co-op, holler at me. I know you motherfucking know me. <laughs> mm, 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 you are not allowed to do it, Miss Thing. Holla at me, I know. We had listeners, my name is Jamal. For those who for those who um don't know, we had a deal here at Black to Arbor. Why do you keep lying about this deal that never ever <laughs> we had a deal that Twinkle would be the one responsible for purchasing a premium pass to the Amishi to Iman network? And that did not happen. And because of that, we are missing out on quality programming. Like what? Like what? Like a bunch of adjectives going across the screen about Tamisha Mon. Like T like and mother, J. Like, like is she like like is she by Sheree? Like T and J, the Tamisha and Jasmine show, which would be airing weekly on the Tamisha Mon Network. Is it Drag Cousins? Because I could watch old episodes of Drag Cousins. And the interview with the Vixen this week. Anyway, welcome to Black Toro. It's a Blackly Black podcast where we recap RuPaul's wow. Drag Race. And we dive on into Drag Race Down Under. Just like Karen from Finance, no accountability. <laughs> Baby, honey, my team, Miss Karen was silent this episode, okay, bitch? Miss Karen was like, yeah, fuck that bitch too. <laughs> so what is this? This is episode five of Drag Race This Down episode Under. five, we got to get into the, the fucking machinations of this episode because I have Baby. several things to say about what was going on and how Baby. I felt. So many things. So many things. So let's go ahead. Let's recap what happened last week. So last week, the bitches had to design some outfits. And according to Michelle Visage, we have seen 18 million outfits made out of books, but yes. somehow have not seen enough Marie Antoinette. Yes. And in that, we have Miss Anita Wiglet and Dora the Explorer lip syncing to um, a Danny Minogue song last week. Uh, 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 Miss Anita Wiglet uh, had to... Uh, Wiggle her ass right on off RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under, and we were stuck with another week of Karen with Karen from Finance in this ugly ass wig. She needs to burn that shit, never wear it again. It was terrible. It was mm. a fuck terrible. Did you say so that Arsimon came back? Yeah, and Arsimon came back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which also which caused a huge uh, uh, stir on the internet because, of course, of the three girls who have been sent to the house already, mm-hmm. they bring back the uh, the one white girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does not surprise me that they brought home, brought back Art Simone for a number of reasons, but um, go, there's there, one thing we do know about Miss Drag Race Down Under is she is not batting a thousand. Not at all. This she got, we, got, we got one racist we had two, two races, races, two races, but one doing blackface, one with a gollywog uh, tattoo. Two one is about to... races, because we right. don't know well because there was some other, there was some other bitches who were, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Just go ahead and say her name. No, no, no. There were some <laughs> other bitches who were very obviously absent from that mirror chat and their <laughs> okay. commentary in the mirror oh, chat, and I was we'll wondering. <laughs> I said, hmm. Well, you know, they barely wanted to even deal with it, to be honest. We'll get into the exact, uh, 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 um, the way they decided to approach that, too. Mm-hmm. You got Miss Anita Wiggler, apparently, according to you, about to get sued for stealing jokes, Amy Schumer style, during the Snatch Game. Yes, yes, yes. yes she's, you got this runway stage, is a, a smooth two centimeters long. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So, you know, Miss Drag Race Down Under, not quite bad in a thousand. I don't know if she's coming back for a season two. Uh, I saw JoJo's. Well, JoJo Zaho was on um, up on Twitter talking about some, please stop. Please don't stop watching Drag Race Down Under. We need a season two. I said, I don't, I don't think you do. <laughs> no, if this is the way that y'all carry the shit, no, absolutely not. Because, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, I know certain things are not surprising, but I think that certain things still need to be brought up and held to the fire because it's absolutely unacceptable at this point the way that um, the, machin- the machinations of the show are like trying to force us um, into certain storylines um, as if we're stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's not a, a new Drag Race effect because, you know, we talk, we keep it 100 and keep it Gucci. Uh, they knew about the Sherry Weinstein thing and did, had old boy not come out about it and did the little story for BuzzFeed, it would have never... They, she would have been right up on that season. She would have been right up in that top four, and they would have never addressed it. Yeah. Anywho, so we're we're back in the work room, and let me tell you, bitch, it is somber in this motherfucker because they are sad. Bitches is up in here crying. Kidamine is on. Uh, Kidamine is on watch. Like they are very very upset that Anita Wiglet is gone, and I can understand why because Anita was certainly um I don't want to call it the heart because I feel like Maxie's the heart of this season, but like Anita was like a really a positive force, especially because. These girls are shady as hell. Yeah, we got a, a cunty batch. Yes, a real cunty batch. So it was real nice for her to be, as um, Art Simone describes her, as aggressively positive, right? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you got Miss Etcetera, Etcetera. <laughs> still going off and still being cunty and just kidding me um, about... One thing about production on this season, and, and I would say season 13, I don't know what it is. They said, listen, editor, editors or producers, you need to uh, step your pussy up because they have been clearly showing their skill because in the very beginning of this episode, you see Miss Etc. Etc. coming for Kitta for being safe, even though uh, Nita's gone and Nita had the one win under her belt. Put yeah. Yeah, I mean, even in last week when I've never seen them, um, (laughs) I've never seen them hand a girl another girl's props in the confessional when they handed a set of ketamines on ball wig in the confessional Mm. last week. (laughs) Yes, yeah, I saw that. That's it. And here's the thing. So blah, blah, blah. Mary chat. The girls is upset that Nita Wicklet is gone. Everybody's upset. Kidda is especially upset because you know that's her good Judy. And meanwhile, Mm. they still got this bitch they've been calling a booger the whole time. Electra shock still sitting up in the judge. Mm-hmm. So the other big storyline that we're sort of getting now is it's it's giving very much so um, uh, Drag Race UK series two, where it was the Scots versus, versus the uh, like the, the Brits mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. it. So now we get the Kiwis versus the Aussies in this situation. And um, that includes Miss Electra Shock, Kidamine, and I think is it Sutter or two or? No, I think there are only two Kiwis. And then the rest is the rest of the Austra, the um, Aussie girls. So they have this whole storyline going, and drag is drag. Drag varies from place to place. We'll yeah. say that, but like we're also going to say, girls, drag is drag is drag. Yeah, this I whole mean it's regional. Argue. We see that when we see like the New York girls versus, you know what I mean, the California girls or the Southern right. girls. You know what Absolutely. I mean. We've seen the groupings based on region before, so it's yeah. Totally, but they're close enough in proximity where, <laughs> where I'm kind of like, and in terms of the way that their drag presentation is, where I'm like, I, I think this whole weird uh, us versus them thing is not really necessary, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, it's the next day in the workroom and we are still talking about um, 
this outfit that Kidamine made and et cetera is going off. And Karen from Finance makes a good point that I agree with is that it is purely jealousy because here's the thing. It's jealousy and it's an aesthetic thing. Because while what et cetera made was a beautiful garment and a well-executed garment, it was not the assignment. It was the a robe. Assignment, this, it was a robe on a skinny body. So even you even get less points for that one because you know, the girl, little skinny girls were smooth wrap their body up in some fabric and call it fashion and call it a day. Pearl has entered the chat and get tens across the board. Meanwhile, Jaden Dior Fierce will make a whole garment out of something and she'll get paid nooch. Mm-hmm. So Kidda's outfit was drag. Kidda's outfit was very much so consistent with Kidda's aesthetic. And it also uh, did the assignment, which was to take trash. It was very clearly, she had zip ties up on some motherfucking balls from a ball pit mm-hmm. on an outfit. She did what needed to be done and she got her tens for it and et cetera, almost was up in the bottom. So she needs to get it right on together. Have you noticed that when RuPaul comes up on the screen, they've been saying that Sheila didn't already had hers? Or is that, is, have, they already been, have they been saying that? I, I don't know. I don't pay attention to the, to be honest, I wake up in the morning. This show is one of the first things I put on when I wake up. So some things go past me. <laughs> some days it's just slow. Especially that first 15 minutes <laughs> trial. If nothing amazing happens in that first 15 minutes, I'm really not paying attention. I'm barely, <laughs> I'm barely holding on. That's the best part. That's what they be really getting. They, that's when they really be on each other's necks during the little first 15 minutes. Well, Coco Jumbo, I thought you were beautiful last week, but your outfit was fucking like your outfit was fucking terrible. And that lipstick was fucking terrible. And it's not necessary after we just got off this really stressful uh lipstick situation. Mm-hmm. If you notice also every week the girls are always gagged at the results, or the producers are only showing the girls being gagged at the results of the lip sync. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I noticed that RuPaul's was that she said that Sheila them already had hers as an I I don't think I'd have heard this in weeks previous. Anywho, she pops up the screen, drops a bunch of marketing puns, and we get into the time-honored tradition of the reading challenge, because reading is what? Fundamental. And a part of the motherfucking syllabus. So we're going to go through this real quick, because I will tell you, there's only two girls that really gave me something. First of all, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> out the gate, whack. <laughs> whack. Uh, Don't do that to her. Please... Please retell me one of et cetera jokes that, that was funny. Go for it. I don't remember, I'm, I'm but listening. don't do that to her. what I say? Whack, whack-a-mole, motherfucking whack. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Care from Finance gets a couple of laughs out the girls. Uh, she tells she tells Art Simone that she can paint any, everything except for a win, and I think this is a lot of shit talk with someone who has one win and smooth been up in the bottom a couple times <laughs> since she's been up on the show. What I will say about Miss Karen, though, is I like this little patchwork sweater she got on. That's great for you. <laughs> Kita comes up with a bunch of slow burns, gets some laughs out of the girls. Uh, they, the setup for this uh, reading challenge is also that Kita is apparently the funniest bitch out of the group, which I... Have you got that in weeks past? I don't know that I've gotten... I, I've I, gotten that she's the girl I've, with the most personality. What I've gotten is that she has a lot of personality. What I've gotten is that she also... Her, her and Anita, I got that they um are the kind of women who the kind of uh white gays who make me kind of nervous because they (laughs) no seriously because they on the surface are sweet but there's like some shade in there so i do i t-cell joke real quick right i so i do i did infer that she is quick yes um just based on the perception that i get of her 
So I wasn't surprised when she got up there and people were um, saying, oh, she's going to be good at this. And she was. I thought that yeah. she she gave some serviceable ways. I thought the Rita Arsimon was hilarious. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's easy to read the bitch who went out second. He didn't think he thought was going to win the competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maxie comes up and Maxie is just adorable. I didn't think there were any particular jokes out of Miss Maxie that were uh, uh, it. Now, the one who apparently turns the motherfucking party is Art Simone. Uh, I thought her jokes, I cannot remember all of what I, what I wrote. Why did I write a buffet of spiders? <laughs> exactly. And I, okay. Well, she, but she had the, the laugh. She talked about how Karen from finance is good at math and she's going to need that to count the, uh, to do her taxes on the win for $100,000 of Art Simone. I thought her read, uh, et cetera, et cetera, was hilarious when she was talking about the they, them pronouns. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was also an excellent one. Um, she was just really quick. I think this was a good redemption from uh, the Snatch Game performance, which we know was an entirely different skill, but they are connected in terms of um, being able to volley very quickly. And mm-hmm. Art Simone can do that. I think the difference here is that Art Simone was doing this reading challenge as Art Simone and not Bendy Owen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, and then she calls uh, the group of them a buffet of bottoms, which I always love to go to a buffet of bottoms personally. We've heard. <laughs> Which bathroom stall did you read it on this week? I I heard it from one of my reliable sources. Oh yes, God, I love that. Mm-hmm. For me. I love I love some good breaking news and breaking backs. Uh, Scarlet's not funny. Electra is. And in the end, the winner of the reading challenge, rightfully so, is Art Simone. Now, have you noticed? That this so Art Simone wins a sewing machine sponsored by Singer, and then it dawned on me in that moment that they have the most hodgepodge array oh, yeah, this of sponsorships. Is, this is a, <laughs> well, yeah, the hodgepodge array of sponsorships. I was gonna say, not her winning a sewing machine that everybody has uh thrashed and yeah. <laughs> um, this is the sewing machine from season three of Drag Race, right? To say that it was the bullshit. <laughs> Kim Chi answers the chat when Kim Chi was on the internet saying, Yeah, those machines are bullshit. Yeah, so they said she won a heavy duty one from Singer, but I noticed that there's just like all of the sponsorship and all of the prizes are like random as fuck. It's just like, girl, you have won a lifetime supply of avocados. Well, like, normally I mean, the girls you know, win something drag adjacent. That is drag adjacent. <laughs> you need a sewing machine. You saw your drag. Yeah, but I mean like rhinestones. I mean a titty bib. I mean a latex dress. That's what the well, girls Well, maybe up. that's coming. These are the but starter now, the starter prizes. Yes, but it is giving very much so pressure luck. Uh, which, do, uh, which door are you selecting? It's giving very much prices right. The bitches is walking away with motherfucking... Uh, 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 cast iron pants, pots and pans, and shit. Mm-hmm. Up on Drag Race, uh, down under. I live. I mean, shit. You need a you uh, 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 a prize that has some utility to it. So go off. Anyway, after this lovely uh, reading challenge, and Art Simone is pumping away with a sewing machine that was uh, refurbished from season four of RuPaul's Drag Race US. We get into the main challenge, and it is the marketing challenge, darling. Now. We have had many uh, a great marketing challenge. We had Sweet Tooth, most recently out of Simone. We had uh, uh, the the tea set, talking tea uh, with Tatiana. That Jamal. was great. I love tea, Tatiana's tea Girl, set. Girl, didn't she go I home loved... for that shit? Oh no, she didn't go home for that shit. She went home because motherfucking Alaska borrowed a goddamn tank top. <laughs> That's why she went home now. Uh, I'm pretty sure she went home for talking tea. 
No, no, she, 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 no, she didn't get home for that. She went home because that ass came out like T Boss, and they said, and then and then Miss Alaska needed a tank top from Roxy Andrews, and they said, well, Tatiana, that's it for you, Mrs. I'm glad you enjoyed your one day back in the motherfucking workroom because that's it, honey. I liked her uh, her tea set. Um, you had Alaska selling duct tape, which is stupid, but also very Alaska. So my question for you is, what is your favorite product that's ever been sold on RuPaul's Drag Race? I don't know if I have a favorite. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I have a favorite, but there have been some good ones. Um, I like uh, Young Broken Fabulous by Raven. In the OG book challenge, I thought that was hilarious. Oh, I love this. Um, uh, and great, right, 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 right. When they had to <laughs> fucking promote the damn uh, Barry Asai. Uh, Shout out Jessica Wilde because of all of the fan cast to get on All Stars, Jessica Wilde remains consistent. And that was I a love long this drink. So um, Miss Jessica Wilde. I like. Um, I think the Red for Filth is iconic. Yes, um, the Red for Filth. Yeah, Alexis Red for Filth was iconic. Uh um there have been a lot of that. You know what my fa the the advertising challenge is usually one of my favorites because it always is at least entertaining to me because it's so full, right? You have to pack uh-huh. so many things into it. You you have to be funny, you have to know how to direct. Um, you have to know how to like you have to have a vision of what you want to see. Um, so I like, I usually like the, the marketing challenges. I think that they're good. Yeah. I think that they're good. I agree. Agree. I think it's uh well, finally, we also get an opportunity for the girls to really do a challenge that, um, allows them to embody who they are as drag characters. Right. And to pull and to pull all of the references of who they are into something. It's not the, it's not impersonation. It's not have to necessarily work with a team to do a, um, a girl group performance, which is a whole other thing, or even designing, right? It's being able to write down, like you mentioned, being able to direct and, you know, really uh, put on paper who it is that you are and sell it in a commercial, which is not easy. And we'll see when we get into the actual main challenge, how some of the girls have a lot of um, trouble with paring down their ideas. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's get into the actual challenge prep. So the girls, um, are tasked with coming up with a yeast spread and they have to come up with a name, a concept, you know, the same thing yes. um, that we normally have to do. So I'm going to really quickly go over the titles of each girl's thing before we get into the challenge prep. So Karen from Finance has come up with a yeast spread named Discharge. Uh, Scarlet has come up with Snatch. Art, Yeasty Yank Extractor. Uh <laughs> Kidda, Yeasty Nuts, Electra, um, et cetera, my bad, et cetera, Pissed, Electra is Topped, and Maxi is Hornbag, right? So this is, of course, also a, a reference to, they don't say it, in this, <laughs> I don't say it at all in this episode, but to Vegemite, which is the uh, uh, very famous yeast spread up in Australia that I've heard is actually not tasty for those who are not Australian, but I'm not willing to put my taste buds to the test. Yeah, but I mean, so and something else that comes up, and I think that, and we can get into this a little bit later, but something else that comes up a lot is humor in this episode, because a lot of the girls go to the more uh, vulgar or grotesque side of humor yes. um, very quickly. Um, so, <laughs> like, really quick, like, not even, they didn't even need to be prompt. It was well, just here's another. Well, here's another thing to put a pit into, because et cetera says that immediately after Karen says that her shit is going to be called... <laughs> Her shit's what we call discharge, and et cetera goes, you know, 
when you for some of these queens, I'm worried about because when you remove these potty jokes, the fart humor, what's underneath that? Put a pin in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, so hey, whatever. Um, <laughs> they're prepping. Uh, we go to Michelle Visage, who is once again doing double duty because she is helping coach. <laughs> she's helping coach the girls through these uh commercials, and the overtime check will be fat as hell. <laughs> right, right. She don't get overtime. So yes, she shut up. She's a non-existent employee. Child, please. She'll get overtime. She doing all this extra. They like bitch. Don't you, you want to host this franchise? Right, 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 right. We got a few them. other tasks. <laughs> Taika Waikiki can be available. Fucking, uh, mopping the floors and shit too. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> She's that employee that's doing a lot with the hopes of a promotion. Mm. So I've been, <laughs> I've been there before too, and then I quit the job. Um, you and me both, girl. <laughs> Wrote that, wrote that two weeks notice on the bus. Said, oh, <laughs> so I'm just being exploited. All right. right. I said, so, oh, <laughs> beyond. Okay, we're going to put that right. This is beyond right here below and put the bar right up in hell. Yeah. So this is interesting. And I'm not going to go in order of the girls prep. But what's okay. interesting is we get some misdirect, right? Because uh, Art Simone, is, and we always get misdirect. Art Simone is shown to be not all together um, and kind of raggedy in the rehearsals. Like, Michelle is very concerned about what she is going to do because Arsmal is doing this whole thing of being like uh, an American and then switching into this Aussie accent. Um, And Michelle is just questioning everything. And so I got the impression, and of course I was excited. I was like, oh yes, Arsimone's gonna do fucking horrible mistake. Put her back in the the bottom. Put her back in the bottom. Um, And and hey, she may have done horrible and production covered up. But anyway. uh, Like that Gollywall tattoo, anyway. Right, uh, Kidamine does great. Uh, something that I also like is <laughs> I live for <laughs> ketamine um, pretending to be divine and shoving like <laughs> yeast spread. I want to call it Nutella, shoving it up her nose right. and just like licking <laughs> it and shit. Um, and just fully going into that. Uh, someone else who does great is Electra. Oh, whew. their names. Oh, I always want to mix them up. Electra does great. <laughs> Electra is hilarious in the the prep. So you know she's going to be hilarious. Something I am always worried about, though, is that when the girl is real funny in prep, the minute that commercial hits the screen, I'm not going to be laughing. Uh, yep. And that was the case for this week for me and Electra. Uh, but we'll get into that. We it get was the, funny. We going to talk about it when we get to the actual motherfucking commercial. It wasn't funny as funny as the rehearsal. I think they yes. should have kept that. I forgot my line shit in there. Yes. Yes, but we'll talk about why I thought it was actually quite convoluted when we get mm-hmm. into the actual. And and stuff. shout out, shout out to Electra asking consent to uh, give a fake blowjob to the pit crew member. Yes, yes, I definitely clocked that and was very, very here for that because you know, the girls will smooth start grabbing all crotches mm-hmm. with no kind of consent when we get into the uh, these uh, barefoot ass pit crew members. Now, the funniest part of this challenge prep is with Suzanne Paul. About to call her motherfucking agent and be like, girl, what the fuck did you book me up for? Right, <laughs> right, because the girls <laughs> out here talking about shit. They pretend to do blowjobs, uh, et cetera, et cetera, comes out and just starts peeing in a bottle. And she's just, she's just sitting there like, oh, this, and it even looks on her face. She's like, this is the show I got booked on? Right, well, they probably told her as she was going to be on the judging panel and they said, this is going to be the challenge, bro. 
with Michelle. And she's like, oh, that's great. And then she get up there, she says, and then Karen goes, well, my product's called Discharge. And she's like, oh, bitch. <laughs> Get Marty up on the motherfucking phone because she was about to have me up here with these shenanigans girls. has gone. It was hilarious. It's hilarious. It <laughs> reminded me, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of when um Wilma Valderrama was on season five and that telenovela challenge. And, it, it, it and tell that's what he was doing that And day. he smooth looked like, what the fuck is going on? Shout out Miss Suzanne Paul. I don't know who the fuck you are, but you was really rolling with the punches. Michelle, I know Michelle uh, several times probably had to like say, okay, listen, Suzanne, it's okay. Just sit down. Don't leave just yet, girl. Don't call your Uber, girl. Right. It gets it's, better. Because the thing is with with the Drag Race franchise, um, as crazy as this shit looks on TV in rehearsal, I can only imagine how foolish and crazy it is on set when you got yeah. these girls running off the camera, throwing on wigs, talk about pissing. And imagine the shit especially with these uh, international seasons because there are different rules in terms of yes. allowances. Imagine yeah. the shit that is not aired that they are sitting there trying to do. Well, you know, Scarlett was trying to have her whole Pikachu out once again, and then <laughs> Michelle and Suzanne were like, no, no! <laughs> Child. Miss Singer is not about to sponsor us no more. You keep up here, keep showing your hula hey up on this goddamn show. Well, shout out to Dion. <laughs> hula hey Brown. Um, oh, shit, <laughs> Speaking of uh, down under. Oh, that's, that's so funny that you say that. So let's get into the That's what you said. No, hold on, hold on. Shout out. Uh, and also rewind to Dion. And the top, here's a top model moment. So oh, Twinkle no, Toes no, and no. I are stands of top model, if you don't know. In particular, at least in my case, the first 13 seasons. Yeah, no, very no, very much very that. And then the, all, <laughs> the all-star season where there was like, oh, fuck sex, sex workers. And we're not about to give this woman to Angelique like she deserves. Right. One of my favorite, one of my absolute favorite contestants was Miss Dion, I think on, on Cycle 8. Dion was Cycle 8, yes. When they went to Australia and Dion... <laughs> Uh, well, first of all, who the hey comes from, they had to rename themselves in some convoluted bullshit of a challenge. And Dion wants to be known as Hula Hey Brown. Um, and Tyra and the judges were like, no, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, you forget the best Dion moment. When she was going on the go season, this bitch was stealing clothes. That's what I was about to talk oh. about. <laughs> and she went to every time they went to a designer, they could make sure to have Dion go, can I have that? <laughs> all the time. I said, why? You gotta leave the country and be a whole nigga. Everyone, you can, can, I, can I have that? Can I have this? Can I have that? No, Miss Thing. But Dion, <laughs> Dion is also, Dion is also everything, because Dion gave us one more, and then we're gonna get back to the show, I promise. Dion gave <laughs> us, Dion gave us a classic moment when she um, was being a detective, and she super sleuthed Britney's excuses, when she <laughs> when she said memory loss, <laughs> that, that bitch ain't had memory loss last week in the challenge. I said, yes. She had an excuse for everything, bitch. It was a Rolodex, girl. Okay. What she Brittany, pulled I just want you to know in some people's countries, there are war. Shut up. <laughs> Meanwhile, this is, she, Brittany didn't make it back because she don't know how to time herself properly and read a goddamn map. Hey. I was so happy though, because I the way they were trying to make it look like Britney was about to storm that challenge that show. Oh yeah, full, it was full stop when they hit Australia, girl. When she couldn't get them lines. Yeah, it was so, like <laughs> <laughs> which leads us into this week's runway. Because the line we that she's got prep. 
Oh, I was, sorry. I was, really, I was really trying to connect the top model moment to the runway. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. And then, uh, did, so anyway, I'm going to do yeah, this yeah, real yeah, quick. Yeah, 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 do that. Because this is a moment. Um, so the girls are getting ready in the workroom. And we <laughs> begin this conversation, which I was, I was surprised that the conversation even happened. Oh, you know, a producer smooth went up to somebody and said, hey, Oh, I know. <laughs> I know she went up to the, I know the producer went right up to Miss Carla and said, look, bitch. Okay. You have been up on the internet. You have been up on the internet. Um, and the children have clocked you in this blackface. Um, and all these other kinds of appropriated looks that you've been pulling. Yes. And you're going to talk about it. If you want to have any chance of having a career after this show, yep. if you want any chance of making it to the final episode, bitch, and if we need to keep our credibility. So somebody up in here is talking about something. So okay. Scarlett, um, Scarlett begins to talk about how she, um, in her earlier career, and is interesting. I don't know how, what earlier means. So Scarlett is young, so I'm just like, what exactly is earlier? Like last uh -huh. year, bitch. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, Scarlett talks about how she has had this history of doing uh, blackface and these other uh, appropriative looks from various cultures. And she says that she was very innocent, uh, not innocent, she was very ignorant. She says she's very ignorant and not informed. And she kind of has this conversation with etc being kind of the mediator of the conversation where etc is saying um uh etc points out she says you know there's a difference between um there's not a difference she points out that she says that okay well saying you're you were ignorant and young is one right thing, but also when we have uh systematic um racism existing right and when we right. have these systems of oppression um for people of color uh being ignorant is not a good enough excuse, excuse for right. what for what happened. Um, and what I what I want to do um, before I read the rest of the scene is so sometimes I, I get concerned when people talk about systematic racism because I feel like it becomes like this escape for personal accountability, right? Mm -hmm. um, where it's just like, oh well, there are system there are systems of oppression that are happening, and we don't talk about how um casual racism as etc puts it um right. feeds directly into that right and and one of my favorite people used an example before it was like say you have a scarlet right who then because of systematic racism becomes uh in charge of loans right uh and then you have people who are economically disenfranchised coming to get those loans and you have scarlet being in charge of how that is carried out right yeah Say you have a teacher who is a scarlet who was put into a black neighborhood. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so there, there's a direct exchange between these systems um, and the people who inhabit these systems. And right. ignorance is not an excuse. Right. It's not at this point. Right. It's, it's not an excuse because right. you have access to the means of information and you also have, you also have what I would say is common sense, right? Because there's certain things that you would not do, right? Um, and there's certain things yeah. that you do because of your privilege. So whatever. Um, and 
It's also important to know how how extremely casual the racism is in the LGBTQ community and why it's important for us to acknowledge the black intersection and to inter, um, to acknowledge our um, specific experience in the community because that's something that we deal with all of the time. And it is treated very much so how Scarlett Adams treated it and probably still does treat it where it's just yeah, considered as just a, just a joke or it's just drag. I remember reading when Charlotte, uh, when I'm, um, uh, uh, Sharon Needles was outed for uh, writing You My Nigga up onto things right after she won and somebody, a, a white queer person was up on the internet going, oh, it's just drag, it's just a joke. I said, well, right. no. She's just being shocking. <laughs> She's just right, being right, shocking. Right. She's the queen of shock. But that's common and it's, it's, it's very common with the racism. It's also common with the misogyny. Ask any woman who is in a queer space mm -hmm. that is dominated by cis, uh, cis gay men, they will tell you right off the bat how much misogyny they deal with in those spaces. Yeah, and I mean, so, and something else that really pissed me off, because this scene actually pissed me off for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear white people talk about um, them being racist and having this moment where they uh, get to have a sympathy at it. I don't want that, because it rings false when you, and like Coco Jumbo said, it rings false when you just brought back a white queen when you had two brown queens go home. It rings mm -hmm. false when you have Karen from Finance sitting up in there who is not talking about Baby, the <laughs> racism that she's had. And I was like, well, whoa, they didn't even pan to Karen in that entire mm -hmm. scene, which mm -hmm. makes me think that she refused to do it mm -hmm. um, and that they held space for that. Well, I wonder if my other thing is I, I feel like Scarlett's racism was call, caught before Karen's. I don't know. I, I mean, saw the Karen, Karen stuff before Scarlett's. I saw the Scarlett before the Karen. Uh, but that being said, we we need to also acknowledge the fact that the fandom has completely forgiven Karen over Scarlett. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, not, the fandom. I'm not saying, and I'm not saying forgive either of them. I'm saying that they took that apology for what Karen from Finance did, which was racist ass tattoos, having the, that whole Gollywood collection. It was a lot of them, not a couple. Mm -hmm. It would. She had a smooth motherfucking China case of them bitches. They took the. They took the. The, the um, her response and her apology. I remember specifically reading comments that says this seems sincere and it has never been brought up again. When we actually talk about the racism out of out of the out of those two girls, Scarlett is the only one who gets held to the fire. Yeah, absolutely. Karen gets lionized, and Karen gets lionized in this episode, and and it's 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 just is it's insincere to me. It's insincere. Yeah. To me for you to do this and the show's been doing this it's instant yeah. it's insincere for you to sit here and say oh black queens matter oh we stand against racism but then to actively be upholding whiteness and white supremacy in mm -hmm. this way that disenfranchises uh queens of color right it's insincere right. it's not it's it's it's, it's not a it's, there's a disconnect in your mm -hmm. rhetoric and your praxis and for me Praxis is more important than rhetoric because the mouth can say whatever the fuck the mouth wants to say. Absolutely. What are Absolutely. you doing? Absolutely. Right? But you know, what have we always observed? They've always been slow to the punch and the punch has not always been impactful. Yeah, but you know, it's still, you still got to be. Oh, held, yeah. Absolutely. Be held to the fire. You, you, you don't have to accept and, it. You don't have to and, accept yeah. any of this. And then the lecture yeah. gives some bullshit thing about, oh, girl, you. <laughs> fuck uh, that. Meanwhile, care for finances in the back. Like anybody got mascara? Mascara. Let's talk about mascara. Right. Anybody probably, talk about and, mascara? <laughs> and probably and probably fucking Art Simone because she was also noticeably absent from that conversation. 
she was talking a little bit, and it, it was but mostly. She, I only saw. Uh, I saw Maxi. I saw etc. I saw Electra. I didn't. Well, she tried, I felt like Scarlett was trying to pull Miss Maxi up into it, and I'm sure Maxi has had some part of it. Right, 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 right. And I was, that's when when Scarlett's like Maxi did. You know, I'm like, wait a second, what are we about to what get? Maxi do right? <laughs> did Maxi do a Baps thing? Well, you know, I don't, I don't trust none of these girls. Well, you Listen, know, that's, and that's, what, and that's what we're saying, like how casual the racism is in our community, right? Like it, how it does not get named, how it is um, has treated as a part of drag, as a part of a farce, and uh, not held to the fire for the actual real harm that it does. Yeah. And we, yeah. our community, time after time, gets treated as this sort of kumbaya space where everything is loving and accepting. Where really, is there are tons of inter- intersections that have the opposite experience? Yeah. That's it. Get to the runway of RuPaul we'll, in this we'll, fucking um, listen, crochet we'll, dress. We will, we will revisit this because uh, there's another part of this too. I forgot yeah. this is even happening. So. Uh, my connection to top model is the, the line that Britney had a hard time with was, oh, no, wait, it's not time for that yet. So we just in the wrong way. But, oh, yeah, but, 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 right, right. RuPaul comes out in this, be- in this black uh, new crochet dress. I think this is an improvement from last week. I wish she had some jewelry on, but it's Girl, yeah, I'm mad. You're not going to tell me. Last week was everything. She came out with her In her Subway Eat Fresh dress? <laughs> I think <it's> my- <laughs> <laughs> She came out. She was giving you a new, in the words of uh, NC Dab. A new, a new cut, a new color, and it's the what? The chop. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, uh, this week, the, the line that Britney had. Speaking of top model, the line that Britney had was struggling with during when they first went to Australia and had to do the CoverGirl commercial is, "She's the most." Be- he says, "I'm the most beautiful Sheila he's seen in the bush." Mm-hmm. And that is, of course, the category that we need to talk and about. And JL, rest in peace, JL. Rest, rest in peace, JL. Rest in peace, Miss Jill. She, she, yeah, that actually made me really sad when I learned that she passed away. Yeah, you know, Miss Renee up in jail after having a whole um, hold off. With That's me. a different story, Miss <laughs> Renee. Name is shaved her head. She thinks she I was telling she's y'all, I was telling y'all in season for it was season eight was Aaron. I didn't know you, but I was telling whoever would listen. I said, This bitch is unhinged. Okay, this bitch, uh, watch me. She came back on the Tyra show when they had that little fake competition. The bitch was unhinged. She started having a meltdown and crying on the set when the other girl won. And flash forward what happened. This bitch is a full on domestic terrorist. (laughs) 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 Woo! So the category is (laughs) that Sheila in the bush. And we must talk, first of all, RuPaul, this is the second time RuPaul that got up on this stage and has no idea what the hell is Sheila in the bush is because they have to get a description out of Oh, please. Time. She was only there for three <laughs> weeks. She flew in for three weeks filming this shit. Three days. Right back out. Three right. days. <laughs> if you if you look closely, like a couple of her stunt doubles is actually Michelle Visage doing <laughs> double duty. So the first one is Miss, who, uh, oh, wow. It's Miss Electra Shaw. Uh, and this is, uh, she is giving, paying homage to a Hua bird. Uh, she's paying homage to the land. Um, she has the sort of Josephine Baker painted on hairdo. This is the, and it's a, it, the outfit's not fierce. We're not going to get into the outfit. It's, <laughs> I was it's a drag outfit. I was waiting to see what you were about to say about this. I was about to say this is fierce. No, girl, I thought she was going to try to give her credit for trying. 
No, last week's tie dress was credit for trying. This, I mean, she looks nicer than she normally does, and her makeup looks better this week. Yeah, so. I'll tell you, from the neck up, I was a fan, but yes. that outfit, I said, okay, Miss Thank, you know. But you said it last week, you know what Miss Electric gives. Yeah, yeah, I know. It gives, we ain't got the coins, the thing is definitely stoned, we, <laughs> okay. we are just throwing hodgepodge. It looked like she was in the back, and she was like, fuck. And she just grabbed a bunch of shit and <laughs> just put it on. So, yes, okay. With a corset and called it a day. Right. This uh, going to have to work. <laughs> so, uh, ketamine comes out um, to memorialize the great butterfly slaying of Asia O'Hara uh, <laughs> in this dress. I think Kitta looks excellent tonight. Oh, yeah. She dress. looks gorgeous. This, one thing I love about ketamine is that she does drag. Mm-hmm. Like she's yeah. not, she she's not, she does not brand herself as a fashion girl. She comes out and she does drag, and I appreciate that she's changed the silhouette up a little bit. I mean, she knows she, I know she did the long gown week one and her rugby outfit, but it was just a basic black dress. This dress has is completely conceptualized. It has butterflies strategically placed all over the, the garment, but it's also not um, swallowing her. Because I remember, uh, I think Laganja had a really nice butterfly outfit, but something about it was off. Um, she looks absolutely excellent tonight. Full two for me. Yeah, she looked good. She looked good. She looked very good. So Maxie Shield pumps out dressed as Lizzie Borden slash Jane from Tarzan. Your uh, girl. <laughs> this is your girl. I love Maxie Shield. Um, I know. I love Maxie Shield. We heard uh, you contour for her already this episode. <laughs> we and I'm, call her, RuPaul called her the Poconos auntie, and I said, yes, bitch. <laughs> exactly. Yes, so she says this full Jane, uh, Jane from Tarzan meets Lizzie Borden situation, um, which reminds me, I found I'll tell I have to tell you, girl, because I found a, a YouTube of a black person who lives the lives of black people back in the day, including being somebody's slave, and I said no. <laughs> no. A lot of black people do that. It's called all the girl, black men in the Castro. I said, Miss, I said, what are you giving, girl? Now, um, so I think she looks cute. And some here's the thing about Miss Maxie. Some of it looks like some of her drag and some of it looks like costume out of a bag. This is one of the more successful attempts at it. I keep going back to that week. She had that Marilyn Monroe wig on that was terrible. She ain't um, got that many weeks left. Well, you, <laughs> That's on what? My mic sounds nice. Check too. So tonight, <laughs> following Maxi Shell, Tina Burner comes down the runway dressed fully in red, Child. orange, and yellow. <laughs> and, uh, what we will say about Miss Karen from Finance is her look is um, a, a message about the wildfires that were ravaging Australia. Was that last year in Israel? Not long ago. Wearing Miss Australia out and the, the wildlife that was lost, the land that was lost. So this is a, a tribute to the um, Australian Fire Department. Please forgive me if I'm saying that incorrectly. I know it might be something different, like a fire council if you said that instead. Um, the I shit know. looks cheap. The <laughs> shit looks cheap is not enough. <laughs> it is not I, enough. I'm trying to be not for you, girl. Fuck that. Not for you. <laughs> fuck that. Not for you coming in here talking, being with all this attitude, being one of the biggest what? girls. Here's is you sitting here pumping down in a fucking dollar store, dollar store gauchos, and this fucking um the Toys R Us helmet, Miss Thing. <laughs> that shit looked cheap. It looked terrible. It looked junior. She You're not about to come for the impact of Tina fucking burner, okay? That ain't even the impact of Tina that burner. Is, that is at least Tina burner shit. At least Tina burner shit looked horrible, but it looked like it cost a little bit of money. This That's don't bullshit. even look like this don't even look like it cost. Go back money. to that little black dress out. No, Miss Thing. No. But you can tell uh, that it was she paid she paid a little bit of coin for that 
This shit looked like is not a whole lot more this, coin, girl. This looked like Karen went into one of them fucking um uh uniform stores off of Georgia <laughs> Avenue <laughs> and come minimally on, applied stones yes. to it. And that flat ass wig. No, we're not gonna come for the fire council, girl. Girl, I'm not coming uh, for the fire council. <laughs> I'm coming for Karen. See, and that's the thing. The girl's trying to throw a message Ooh. on some shit to to <laughs> to evade criticism. No. No, 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 no. On Drag Race. If I have an outfit that's not going to be fierce, I'm going to put a message to this bitch. Save right. the rainforest, girl. girl save the no. rainforest. <laughs> Child, save the fucking outfit. That's what we need to yes, say. Yes, yes, Save the music, girl. Save the music. Uh, oh, my uh, God. 50 cents today. Woo. Child. <laughs> it, looked like that. it looked like she pulled that shit smooth off of Electra's rack. Uh, you, no, because no, no. <laughs> yes. Yes, just, say, yes. just, just say it's a costume out of a bag, girl. It's giving us no. Fuck her. And fuck that outfit. <laughs> and fuck that the fucking koala she walking with. <laughs> you mean the koala? Girl. <laughs> Isamo comes down the runway giving us Kath and Kim. And apparently, we gotta watch this motherfucking Kath and Kim because apparently that is the motherfucking beat on the street, girl. The word on the curb. That is the show we need to be watching. Well, the beat she on the a... street was not this outfit because she looked well, the fuck you know, terrible, not... too. Well, here's the, here's the judge. Here's the other thing. I'm trying to apparently, see these this... girls got money. These apparently, two? The, she- the Sheila, well, you talk about money. Let's talk about how uh, this is the what fourth terrible fucking wig Arsimo has wound up on this runway. Right. Apparently, a Sheila in the bush is like a Sheila is like a working class broad. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then, how does Kidamine's outfit fit into that category? Girl, I don't think any of them know. You said. But see, here's the thing. So that's it. And then. But when Karen explained that to her, I said, oh, I guess, okay, fine. The female fireworker. Okay, girl, whatever, whatever. You know, the girls have got I guess. But then you got uh, the butterfly empress sitting over here. And yes. then. Uh, uh, Electra is a witch from hell, and then yes. you got uh, Scarlet, who we haven't gotten to yet. What is the motherfucking category, Miss Thing? Well, this is the, it's this Bogan prom all over again, Miss <laughs> Thing. <laughs> it's like, is this New Jersey, bitch? What is the tea, girl? What's going what is on? The category. What is, they don't even fucking RuPaul don't even fucking know. RuPaul came there for three fucking days to shoot down under and said, I gotta hold this bitch in the fire for being a motherfucking racist. But one day. <laughs> One day, so I don't get canceled because I don't got too much more cancels up in my damn book. My stamp is oh, my stamp card is already goddamn full. Child, this <laughs> I was looking at this runway like, what the fuck is this category? What is going on? Does anybody know what's going on? This season is <laughs> baby. Y'all are hitting into Holland territory, Miss <laughs> Down Under. Y'all are hitting into the Holland territory. Yes, yes, at least have they recycled any drag race US categories yet? No, and they haven't repeated Cause, songs. Because that's that's what uh, Miss Holland was good for. Mm-hmm. They was like, let's repeat some U.S. categories. <sighs> anyway, Art Simone is this, it comes down as Kath and Kim. Now, I will tell you one thing. I do want that koala sweater. And the, the pink one, it's cute. <laughs> it's cute. It's supposed to be camp. It's camp at Kath and Kim. One day we're going to sit down and watch Kath and Kim. Next. So, a set of, <laughs> I like how my notes for a setter says, ma'am. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Once again, what is the category? Well, this is one of those times where I, it looks like it's clearly up for interpretation. Uh, et cetera comes out, and the first look is this, it's supposed to represent the wildlife that was lost prior to the wildfire, right? So it's very lush, it's very green, it is very messy. 
it is very messy. Child, she it looks like Cruella Deville, except instead of Dalmatians, the bitch was hitting it for the Muppets. Right, a vegan Cruella Deville. <laughs> so then she reveals to a black dress, which is giving me very much of the same tease from that dress she wore last week. That got her exactly. right up in the bottom. That's what I thought. And I said, I, you making some terrible choices, girl, but apparently this is what you already bought. You didn't have a chance to pivot. Okay, I understand. I get you. And it's supposed to represent the loss of the wild wildlife. Um, and then she pulls out this little pinky little flower to represent rebirth. Now, that could have been fierce if executed properly. Mm -hmm. It was not. I think this is that is something. First of all, the idea of three reveals is a lot, and it it has to come from someone who is seasoned, who has the ability to execute those things. Because what we did see looked cheap. I will say she does look beautiful tonight, though. Mm. And then Scarlett Adam comes down the runway uh, <laughs> and an homage to Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, um, the iconic scene on top of the tour bus, um, uh, whose character, whose name I don't remember, even though I've seen Priscilla like three or four times, um, is on top of the tour bus and has this elaborate, like, metallic silver bodysuit and this elaborate train going to the back. I appreciate this look. It's a smart take on the look because that look is very, very extra. So you, she figured out how to pare it down for the drag race stage mm -hmm. where it did not become, well, I was going to say it didn't become a detriment to her, but there was a point where she was spinning at the very end and she oh, almost Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but she almost fell. So we're not going to, you know, we're not going to give her a, I'm going to give her the, uh, the nine, the nines on that look and not the 10, but I think the look is great. So let's talk about the commercials. So let's talk about the commercials. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Electra's commercial is first up. Electra's commercial is first up. I thought that she did well. I thought that her rehearsal was funnier than the commercial. Um, I know you said there were some uh, things that may have been, uh, what do I want to call them? Like, drag race obvious notes that we have always hit that she did or go-tos in the commercial but i thought it was funny i didn't think it was like horrible the judges thought that it was funny um rupaul comments that this is the best that electra's look they kind of love up on her for at least trying which i think is good um because electra is trying she doesn't have the budget but she is trying she's here and she's trying yeah, it was, I, I, for me, it was kind of boring. Uh, but therein lies the problem of the edit prior to seeing the actual commercial. You have higher right. expectations. I thought the Ann Talent part was funny. That but was actually, great. But I overall found it clinical and just kind of too much party humor, uh, potty humor. I don't think it was as tight as I would have liked to have seen in the commercial. I mean, potty humor, the, uh, you got a bitch up there talking about golden showers. This well, here's same. But I said too much potty potty mm -hmm. humor. I think there's a there's absolutely listen. We we know what some drag we know what drag humor is built on. It, there's no reason for us to eliminate it. When we get further down the line, we're going to see where it becomes too much. Mm -hmm. And and Rue makes a good point when she talks about um, cleverness, being able to be clever with your potty humor. So yeah. So speaking of like uh, the line walking the line of too much and and that, um, we get to Kidamine who whose commercial um, 
was heavy in the references to divine um which we always appreciate we appreciate bringing back the divine references Love that uh, yeah ketamines was funny the judges appreciated it the judges also appreciated her look a lot um i actually thought so the ketamines she, sorry go ahead i apologize that was it you thought it was the funniest I actually thought Ketamine's commercial was much funnier than. Yeah, um, well, I don't think we're going to see Ketamine getting any wins up in here. Oh, got, yeah, they, they feel like with the Scarlet Bubble that ass. Um, yeah, we got storylines we need to follow. Right, right, right. And the storyline is that Alexa needs to um, uh, show the girls that she has something in her. She needs, she has an underdog story. I thought Kitty's commercial was actually funnier than, funnier than Electra's. I thought it was, I was really worried it was going to be one note because she does not change her voice to embody um, Divine. And maybe that might have helped her a little bit more. Mm. I like the story that she was telling. I like that there it, there was the um, there was the potty humor and the vulgarity in there, but it was clever and it was you know she talks she digs the uh, the she digs the spread in her nose when they talk about the aroma aroma she tastes it when he talks about the taste and then she gets RuPaul gagging because you know RuPaul doesn't like watching people eat right. <laughs> So I think I thought it was really, and even she ties it to her spread would be something that you would fill a donut with. Right. With purpose, we know it's tasty. We have a funny and tight commercial. So I really thought that Kita uh, was actually robbed this week, but <laughs> neither here nor there. No, no, neither here nor there. Um, just like the next person, your girl, it was neither here <laughs> nor there. It was neither funny. She nor sat that ass right up in the chair. It was just like, child. <laughs> it was giving girl. a secret. It was giving a list of secret. <laughs> Next, Maxi did what Maxi did, and Maxi went, Maxi went up in the bottom this week. Uh, Karen for finance, Miss Thing commercial wasn't funny, but they sit here and give a whole forty-minute uh, diatribe on how great this outfit is. I was over it. Next. Well, you know, I was trying to say, well, let's actually talk about something with Miss Karen from finance. So this is what I mentioned earlier that she mentions prior to them going into commercial shooting that the girls are seeing me less and less of, of a threat, and I said yes. <laughs> I didn't think you were a threat week one, to be honest, other than your reputation, because what you were serving was not threats. Yes, yes. And that's what, you know, you carry in for the first week. You carry in the, the I thought she had, her drag the first week was great. I think that her You read winning, her hometown look. You said you tired of people being drunk bitches as a hometown look. Yeah, but I did say that the outfit was nice. I said the drag was nice. <laughs> I mean, the, the, you know, the girls would come down a drunk outfit and it looked the fuck terrible. Mm -hmm. Um... Karen from finance. So you come in with this reputation and you do well the first week. My assumption is that you're going to do well going forward. And every week it is not, she's not really delivered on that. Mm -hmm. And what's bothered me even more is that she has all of this great material. She's Karen from finance. She's a corporate fucking character. And those, no, those things never seem to, um, Nope. You never get that personality. Right, 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 right. Points it out. I was thinking that last week is that we yeah. never, where's the character at? Like you have this right. great name. Where's There's a literal character? character. Yeah. yeah. When I hear that name, I would assume that that is kind of the 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 world that I'm about to dive into. The same way right. that La Creme brings you into a very specific world. Yeah. You know what I mean? I never yeah. get that. So it's, it's something a, we know. We're relate. We can, we can relate to that. We all go to fucking work. Right. We can relate to all of this. I mean, there's tons of great material there, and tons of uh, movies you can reference. And at this point, it's just been really, really one note. Well, whatever. We don't even, I don't want more than one note from a racist. So, boom. <laughs> um, our Simone comes up. Her commercial is great. I actually thought her commercial was funny. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I the, agree. The judges like that. They like her outfit. They think that she did great. We get to uh, Miss um, Water Sports, et cetera, et cetera. RuPaul is absolutely over it because, like you said before, RuPaul, um, 
wants to see you be clever as opposed to just be obvious, right? So if you right. popping up on here in all yellow talking about piss and pissing in the jar and all that stuff is not the most exciting thing. Yeah. Um, also, way to misunderstand the fucking assignment. Yeah. She made it all... It's, if it's about a spread, the least you can do is somehow attach this liquid to it actually being a spread. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And then we get to um, the junior grand wizard in the clan, um, <laughs> Scarlet, and they didn't even talk about her commercial too much. It was a snatch, right? It was fucking so she, gross. Yeah, they were like, mm, okay, Miss Thing, well, you and this other girl, you two on the end, y'all, we need more sophistication in what you're giving, right? Because you're just giving me the obvious, like, grow, uh, grotesque joke. And then they once again bring Scarlett um, up to talk about her blackface. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Um, mm -hmm. And that is the judging. Out of the judging, um, the bottoms this week are your girl Maxie Shield and et cetera, et cetera. Why do you keep laughing when I say your girl? It is your girl. She is my girl. I love Maxie Shield. She is your girl. <laughs> the winner uh, ba -ba -da -da, is Electra Shock. <laughs> <laughs> they had to give her something because they. I get a feeling they trying to <laughs> She not wearing no design. She certainly ain't wearing no, wearing no makeup challenge. Right. I get a feeling they're trying to push her into the finale. Um. So, yeah. So... And right before we get into the lip sync, I want to point something out. So we get a similar situation as we did last week where they cut the music and we get a confessional of what the girls are about to give. And Maxie, your girl, is like, I got a whole lot of old school tricks in my bag. And I was just like, oh, okay. She's about to give a show. So the lip sync is going to be between Maxi Shield and et cetera, et cetera. And they're doing absolutely everybody by Vanessa Omarosi. I don't know who that is, but apparently everybody up in Australia and up on the internet and apparently on that judging panel knows who that is as well. So y'all, if you've listened to the podcast up to now, thank you for listening. We really appreciate your support. But you also know Twinkle Toes don't go out for no motherfucking props. If you need a prop, that means you can't lip sync. But apparently, which you know, there's a, there are always exceptions to the rule. Oh, and because God, here we is, go. Listen, listen, bitch, I'm one half of this show, which means I get to make my motherfucking rule. And my rule is that Maxie Shield can use a microphone. Because you know what? You know who else does this? Shaquita motherfucking Lee. Shout out to the Lee girls. Because the Lee girls are good for pulling out a microphone to do up by Cardi B. Up on the stage. <laughs> and here's the, other, here's the other thing we need to acknowledge. Apparently, this is a thing. This is a thing. And it could be clever editing because they did the same thing to Miss Karen from Finance last week. But apparently this is a thing that Miss Vanessa Omarosi does. She has the, bedaz the bedazzled microphone. It is giving me full-on Selena. It is giving me Celine Dion. Uh, and apparently it is a big gimmick. So anything to save Miss Maxie Shield, I'm okay with. <laughs> what I will say about Mr. Setter, et cetera, Mr. Setter is back there performing and dancing her little ass off. She is dancing her little ass off, and I got to give her that. But I knew that when they, that gag was pulled and the way that they had the judges, uh, 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 the laugh track edited, it was curtains from Miss et cetera, et cetera. And et cetera was sent to the house. And the girls in the back were gagged. Gagged. I mean, I can't say I, I blame them. <laughs> I can't Are say you I done? blame them. I, I'm 
Depends. What you got to say? What you got to say, bitch? Depends. That microphone was tired and her to talk about <laughs> I'm I'm about to pull out my old school drag tricks and you just to pull out a microphone this thing. Well, you, that is an old school drag. You know the bitch is a smooth 60 years tricks old. Tricks with an S on the end. And the only <laughs> trick you pulled out was a they microphone. You might have pulled out a motherfucking Girl, balloon and it lifted it up in the air. She might have had some dogs under that coochie and that did not make the motherfucking thing. It didn't make the show. Tired. Whatever, Max, you should have got to say in this center, et cetera, is going home. Period. Yeah, well, whatever. With her age, is ass. Max is going home next week, probably. So. Very soon. Yeah, yeah, very soon. Max is getting is. this far was not in my see, but you know, it, it, there's something to be said about a girl that you like. <laughs> oh, so that was this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. It was um, this is an interesting little episode. I think. I think I'm really excited for us to finally get to All Stars six. Exactly, because this season is not given what it was supposed to have gave. So, so Jamal, I prepared a game for you in lieu of us doing Wig of the Week. Because I suspected you didn't have a Wig of the Week. I did have a Wig of the Week. Okay. Well, so we'll play the game too then. So <laughs> before we get into this game, let's do Wig of the Week. Wig of the Week, darling. Wig of the Week. Who snatched your wig up on RuPaul's Drag Race down under? Electra. I thought her painting her hair was my favorite wig of the week. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Absolutely great. Uh, well, my favorite, obviously, was Art Simone's. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> so let's get into this game I have prepared for you. Jamal, have you ever played Six Degrees of Separation? Mm, no. Okay. And so, that, which means you probably never heard of Six Degrees to Kevin Bacon. This theory that you can connect any celebrity to Kevin Kevin Bacon within Six Degrees. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I want you to do today, <laughs> and listeners, you can feel free to do it too. Maybe use a different path that Jamal uses today. Hit us up on Twitter at Black to Our Roots and on in, uh, Instagram, we are Black to Our Roots Pod. Jamal, I want you to connect Santino Rice to Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. What? I don't even. What are the rules of the game? You didn't even explain the game to me. <laughs> That's fair. I did not do that. So the way that this goes is that you have this one thing. Let's say we're taking, we're taking set it off, right? Mm-hmm. No, we're taking Jada Pinkett Smith, and we have to connect Jada Pinkett Smith to RuPaul. So how I might do that is Jada Pinkett Smith was in set it off with Vivica A. Fox, who was a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. Season eight. Okay, that's fine. So Santino Rice was the judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. Boom. RuPaul's Drag Race is a show founded on the life um, and experiences and hosted by RuPaul Andre Charles. RuPaul okay. Andre Charles was in a movie called Tu Wong Fu. Tu yes. Wong Fu is sometimes referred to as the American version of Priscilla Queen of the Desert, which is a movie. Word. <laughs> I love that scene. Now, how I had considered doing it was Santino Rice was a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race season six, which had Courtney Act, who is good Judy's with Vanity, who does the wigs for Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. <laughs> All right, listeners. Wasn't Vanity time, also the one that was um, reading Monique Hart? Read on Monique Hart, which rightfully so, because that motherfucking lace was lifting. Because obviously a bitch had time. Because obviously a bitch. Because obviously a bitch. I said, oh, Miss well, Monique know. is upset. And that's what? Well, Phil, well, you know, you know, 
It was a rough week for Miss Monique. So listeners, if you want to play along, you want to do Santino Rice to Priscilla Queen of the Desert, make sure you hit us up on Twitter. It's uh, Black Terror Roots or fall into our, our uh, slide into the DMs. That's what the youth say. On Instagram at Black Terror Roots Pod. Um, uh, I can't wait till the season's over. <laughs> and I love, if you have not listened to our episode already where we meet the queens of Drag Race All-Star 6, go ahead and sashay your ass over to Black Terror Roots up on Spotify. Uh, Google Podcasts, Apple uh, Casts, uh, uh, Cast of Survival. All streaming services. Right, wherever you get your motherfucking uh, podcast, go ahead and listen. We are there, baby. I'm Tuka Motherfucking Toes. Holla at me. I know you know me. And I'm Jamal. Bye. Bye.